you know, I would have to say it's it's not just the successes, but it's it's being able to look at your failures and the things that didn't go very well. I've always had, I don't know, you know, where it came from, but I've always had an ability or that thing in me that says, even when things are going really well, I'm always, you know, I, I say ABE, always be evaluating. And so I'm always asking the question, you know, what could I have done different? What could I do better? Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to Loan Officer Growth, the podcast that helps loan officers grow their business, increase their success, and have more freedom. So today is a special treat. We have Dave Brown on the call. Dave has many years as a loan officer, um, a coach, an entrepreneur, a coach's coach, and I consider a dear friend of mine, an all-around awesome person. Hey, Dave, how are you? Hey, Richard, how you doing, man? That was an incredible intro. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, tell why don't tell us how you got started. Oh, man. Well, let's see. There was this miracle that happened back in. OK, no, I'm not going to go there. I'm kidding you. So, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, it's uh, so I've been in the mortgage business over 30 years. Can you believe that? Wow. I guess I guess I'm a uh, an old guard or veteran of the industry. But, yeah, you know, I, I started in uh, the 80s when I was going to college. And from there, just like a lot of other stories within a very short time, you know, I was a top producer in my in my little branch. And so then they said, Hey, we're going to make you the sales manager. And, and, uh, nice. you know, I just continued to progress, you know, my career, um, you know, for the next, you know, 20, 25 years, um, with that trajectory and ultimately found my biggest, uh, passion and niche was I ultimately ended up becoming a non-producing manager, um, for years and running really large sales teams. And as many in the mortgage industry know, depending upon the ebbs and flows of business, and I think we're in one of those ebbs right now, aren't we? <laughs> um, but when when some of those things would happen, you know, my company would come and say, all right, you're a non-producing manager, but we need production. You got to go back and start, you know, writing a few loans. And so I'd go write some loans while I'd be, so then I'd be a producing manager. And, and then when it, you know, got a little better, okay, we don't want you, you know, writing loans. We want you going and recruiting and mentoring and training. And so that's, that's, that really became what I learned to be really good at Richard. And nice. Kind of what got me, you know, got me excited. So if I could go make, you know, a dollar motivating somebody else versus $2 writing alone myself, I, I would take the dollar because it was, it was more exciting and fun to, to watch others. And so that was kind of, that was kind of how I, how I got to where I am. So, and then you and I got to team up, uh, doing some coaching. And I think we worked at, we worked at a company several years ago, the same company. And that's when I really met you for the first time. And then we got to work together as coaches um, and start a friendship that's been uh, pretty cool. And I, I'm hoping and uh, confident it's going to last a long, long time, man. Awesome. Me too. So what, what is, uh, what's something that you love? Like, what do you love the most about what you do right now? So, you know, right now, that's a great question, Richard. And so, you know, I would tell you it's this, it's pretty simple. <clears throat> um, and, it, and on my, um, sometimes on my Zoom, it will say Dave Brown, dopamine chaser. 
And nice. the reason it says that, and it's not up there right now because I'm not logged into my account, but the reason I have that on there is it's kind of a story real quick. And so years ago, I had a sales rep that I had promoted from sales into management. And I was invited to uh, a Christmas party at his house. And when I went, you know, walked in the door, his wife ran up and threw her arms around me. Never forget this. I mean, we're talking back literally in about 06, because this was a pivotal moment that that made me think and, and decide to ultimately step out of origination and start coaching and training, you know, more on a full-time basis for a while. But she threw her arms around me and she thanked me. And I was like, what is going on? And she kept wow. saying, thank you. You have pulled out of my husband, the man that I fell in love with and knew was in there. And you've pulled that out of him from a business standpoint. He's been playing small and I've believed in him more than he has. And you finally pulled it out. And I'm finally married to the guy that I knew was in there. And she was like, thank you, Dave Brown. And man, I, I mean, literally right now I'm goosebumps, you know, got goosebumps when I tell it because it, it's, it's real and it happened. And in that moment, that was, that's the dopamine or the rush when yeah. I got that feeling, that was the feeling that I said, I don't, I don't care what I have to do, but I love that feeling. How do I go get more of that? That's um, awesome. Yeah. And that was, so that was, that was what changed front for me going from, all right, I'm full-time in the mortgage business. And now I'm going to, you know, really go out and start my own company at that time. But what I also realized, Richard, is that was the that was the feeling that I chased during the day when I was running sales teams where, you know, we had a couple of years where we closed in excess of a billion dollars in my personal sales teams, you know, 8,500 loans. I mean, that's a lot of loans in, you know, in a year for us wow. um, to close. And, but what I realized when I would get low or maybe tired during the day, I would walk around the bullpen, walk around the office, pick up the phone, call my sales reps. And what I was really doing was trying to pump somebody up so that they could give me that energy back that, Hey boss, here's, you know, they, they would always call me boss, man, you know, kind of as a, as a joke, but Hey boss, man, I just nailed down. I, I took a deal from another competitor. I did this and that those wins were those little dopamine rushes that I got. Yeah. But then when, when I had, uh, you know, that, that loan officer's spouse, you know, share with me that moment. That's when I decided that, man, I, no matter what, that's the feeling I want inside. And so that's, that's, that's what I now do. And so when I'm on a coaching call with people, just like you, when I can look into the camera and, and I call it that aha moment. And when I see the, all of a sudden that I get it, you know, that you, you know, and you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Exactly. Yeah. 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 You see it in their face and in their eyes and they're like, coach, I get it. Okay. Or they, they're excited to tell you that, Hey, that, that thing we talked about two weeks ago, four weeks ago, eight weeks ago, I've been implementing it and it's working and oh my gosh. And, and every time, you know, the way my, I have a, a 20, 22 year old son, he just turned 22 yesterday. I had to think about that, but the way Andrew describes it is he, he describes it as like, burp, 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 like a little battery, you know, kind of right. recharging. And he's like, that's what recharges your battery, isn't it, dad? And I'm like, 
yeah, that's a good explanation. So that's yeah, good. I mean, it, you know, I'm sure when you're coaching people, do you, you see those same exact things and, and I'm sure that gets you charged up as well, doesn't it? Oh yeah, definitely. It's, yeah. it's that passion to help. And when you yeah. do, and when they catch it, it's like amazing. Yeah. Exactly. And, and that's how, again, people like us that, that, that do coach and, and train a lot of, of our day and our weeks, you know, sometimes people would say, well, they're, you know, maybe they're, maybe they're doing that because they, they aren't good at selling and, or they aren't this, but it's like, no, when, when you get that feeling, I'm telling you what, it's, it's priceless and helping others grow. And, and, you know, that's, that's where it's all at. Because for me, I love coaching and training and talking with people about leadership. Um, and, you know, as you know, I'm a big John Maxwell fan, um, yep. certified to train on his, his material. And just on a personal level, I've, I've, you know, used and studied his material for probably 25 years. I remember reading uh, the book that was the most impactful was Failing Forward that he wrote probably 25 years ago. Right. And yeah, wasn't that a great book? And so when I read that, it was like I was hooked on John Maxwell and I started studying everything I could about leadership and how to how to help others around me. And, and, you know, back to my career, that was really what, what started to change the trajectory of my career. When I understood that there was a difference between managing and leading people, you know, managing was showing up in the morning, having a quick huddle, you know, rah, rah, you got to get out there. Let's go sell, you know, reading some reports, leading was sitting down, teaching and training them, pouring into them, taking them on a sales call, showing them how to have conversations. And I just really dedicated, you know, my life to, you know, being a better leader um, with my people, just like I you have, that. man, I've followed you for a long time. And, you know, you are an incredible leader. You are, I always say you're a quiet, humble giant <laughs> uh, because I've watched, I watch what you do and, you know, you know, and I think you and I, to some degree, I might thump my chest a little more, but you don't, you don't, you're not one of those to get on Facebook and, you know, beat your chest, but you just confidently lead, you know, you're successful. And that's why, that's why people, you know, are attracted to you and follow you. Quite honestly, that's what attracted me to you, you know, as a friend. So I appreciate that, man. You bet, man. So what else you want to talk about today? So success usually happens in small steps, right? Yes. What are some of the steps you've taken that has brought on your success? Because I look at you as a very, very successful coach, mentor, leader. What are some of those small steps that you've taken that has has led you to that? Thank you. That's a good question. Um, you know, I would have to say it's it's not just the successes, but it's it's being able to look at your failures and the things that didn't go very well. I've always had. I don't know, you know, where it came from, but I've always had an ability or that thing in me that says, even when things are going really well, I'm always, you know, I, I say ABE, always be evaluating. And so I'm always asking the question, you know, what could I have done different? What could I do better um, when things don't go well? Um, as an example, I, I just was on a coaching call two days ago with a, a uh, loan officer and she was talking about this deal that fell apart. 
and you know got all the way to closing and actually closed and there was an eleven thousand dollar error Ow. yeah they missed an eleven thousand dollar error and it went all the way through the system with an addendum that didn't get caught and you know at, at the end of the day the processor should have caught that right. because she did the change order but you know i looked in the camera and i said you know, we've always, you always have to be evaluating. I do it. You have to do it. What can you put into place so that that never happens again? Because at the end of the day, it's your business. And right. she said, you're right. I, I should have reviewed. She said, you know, I, I did review the CD, but I, I didn't know that the addendum had, had changed $11,000 because it was handled. And I said, well, those are the kind of things. So directly to answer your question, it's one being able to evaluate um, and then it's always, you know, how do I make things better? And then I go back to that book that I read, you know, John Maxwell, 25 years ago, failing forward. I've always been able to, um, fail, stub my toe, get back up. And I've always had that drive to say, all right, that's behind me. I've got it. I've got to push forward now because, you know, my, my goals and the things that I want to accomplish if I don't take action, aren't going to happen. And so for me, it's just always being able to admit to it, stand up, brush myself off, evaluate, okay, how do we do it differently? And then go try to, you know, kind of rip the ball or the leather off the ball, so to speak. Nice. So how do you, let's say, um, let's say it's Monday. How does your day start? What does that look like? Monday morning, 8 a.m. mastermind. Um, Every, nice. you know, I've got them uh, with some entrepreneurs that I, that I work with. So um, it's kind of interesting, Richard. So, you know, and, and I would tell you, mine has progressed and changed over the years. I used to be a big time block person, um, you know, where I had an Excel spreadsheet with, that was color coded. Um, and I used that religiously and I had everything just targeted and blocked when I would do everything. Yep. And I used to keep it on my door, on the outside of my door, so that my teams knew exactly what I was doing. Now, the way that my days work, Monday mornings, I start with an 8 a.m. mastermind after trying after getting up in the morning. Always get up in the morning, um, read the Bible, um, try to read Proverbs every day, the according you know, chapter to the day. And I've just started reading a Bible in a year program. So I've added okay. that. So a little quiet time meditation. Um, try to get some work, some, you know, workout in if possible, and then, you know, get into the office, 8 a.m. mastermind. What's changed in my schedule, though, is I have realized um, that I am much more fresh mentally for creative things in the morning hours. Right. Um, yeah. And so I same, keep my, yeah. are you the same? Okay. So I keep my schedule. I try to keep it open until noon for kind of me time, if you will, to do the things that I need to do, because I know I'm the most creative. Now, that doesn't mean I'm not good in the afternoons, but I always talk about, I, pr I probably have undiagnosed adult ADHD. Okay? <laughs> I think a lot, I think a lot of salespeople, let's face it, we have that. Yes. So, you know, after lunch hour, I don't want to sit and look at a computer and, and read my notes and do things like that. So in the mornings, I'm really good at, at doing my, what I would call the creative visionary things. 
afternoon, I'm more of the integrator. And that's when, you know, starting 11 to 12 and after is when I do coaching calls and meetings and things like that, because I can sit and talk to people until seven, eight o'clock at night. And I'm really on my game, so to speak. But when I have to sit quietly and think and stare into a computer screen and work, um, I'm not very good in the afternoon. You know, I'm fidgety. Um, I would literally in the middle of the afternoon, Richard, I would literally like sit here and I'll be like squirrel. You know, I haven't got a car wash since yesterday. Why don't I run and get a car? I mean, literally I could get up and go get a car wash and realize I just left the office squirreled on that, you know, so that's when I schedule all of my, my meetings, face-to-face things, because it doesn't take the, the, as quite of uh, the focus, you know, when I'm sitting and talking. So that's, that's how I. I have to work my schedule, but it's something I've really, really just learned and been doing the last couple of months. Oh, really? Okay. So yeah. Do you up have... until then, oh. go ahead. Ah, I was going to ask you if, do you have like brainstorming sessions by yourself to just brainstorm ideas and things? Do you do that? Um, I, <laughs> I do. I'm, I'm a late night person. So that is my, my brainstorming time. Um, when I just sit there with my, my phone and my little notes open or my iPad, and I just sit there and and I I've learned, and and I've been doing this for years. I just literally brain dump. And one of our dear friends, Carl White, you know, at some of his events, he'll have people do a brain dump. Right. And I, which I think is such a cool activity. Um, but I, I tend to sit there at night and do kind of a brain dump. Not every night, but I would say several that's, times a week. I yeah, just, that's I, very smart because yeah. what people have found, I can't remember who wrote the book, but he had a whole chapter on this theory that, that yeah, when you, when you brain dump like that, before you go to bed, you sleep much better because you're not worried about all these little things going on in your mind because you've already written them all down. Yes. And again, I go back to that adult ADHD, which I, again, for me, I, I will sit there and I, I wouldn't say I'm a hypochondriac, but I'm definitely a, a check, check person. My wife kind of jokes with me and, and makes fun of me because, you know, I have to have the, the pillows just right, the bed, just right. The doors, I have to go around and check all the doors. And, you know, I'm not so compulsive that I have to lock, lock, unlock that kind of stuff. But right. for me, if I go to bed with a full mind, I'll, I'll just lay there for hours. And, and so it's, it's a strat, kind of a coping mechanism yeah. for me to help me almost like meditation is, is how I use that. I just get everything off my, just, and it's not really a to-do list. It's just, you know, anything it, and everything that's in my brain. Yeah. It's kind of like a computer. You have to clear you have to reboot because that yes. so, memory gets bogged down with so much that it totally slows down the computer and you have to reboot. So I think it works the same way with our brains. I think you're right. I'm going to, I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to share a moment with you here, Richard. Okay. <laughs> okay. If I don't, if I don't do that, this is, you know, this people are going to say, yep, his wife nailed it. If I don't do that brain dump, if I lay down in bed and I start to think and I lay there and all of a sudden, I'm, you know, if, if I don't brain dump, then I have to get back up and I have to go around again. My wife calls it the check checks. I have to start the whole going to bed process over again. Then I'll have to go around the house, check the doors, 
you know, make sure everything's okay, go to the bathroom and do, you know, then go back to bed and, and right. you know, it's, so it's, it's, you know, so she'll laugh because I'll be getting up and 30 minutes in, she'd be like, Hmm, check checks. <laughs> but for me, it is, it is, it's, it's like clearing the cash on the computer. I yeah. just, that's, you know, but I, I think more business people could do that to, you know, just clear their brain, get it out there. And, you know, whether you do it, you know, once a week or every couple of weeks, I'm telling you, it is a, it is a very freeing, um, you know, method that I have found that I think helps me be more successful. So do you, let's say when you're planning for the next week coming up, do you yes. do that on Friday? Do you do it on Sunday? Like, how do you, or do you not do it? Like, how do you plan your, your new week coming up? Yeah, I typically, uh, that's a Saturday morning, typically activity for me. Um, and, and again, when I say it's a Saturday morning activity, it's typically a Saturday morning, but I'm also in a little bit of a new, newer spot in the last couple of years. I'm in what I guess they call it an empty nester. Yeah. And so I, I, you know, Richard, nobody, it's the weirdest thing for those of you that are experiencing it. Like you go from people needing you all the time to nobody really needs you. So I have, you know, more free time, you know, than I used to have. So, you know, Saturdays was always my, you know, time that I would, you know, reflect. Didn't matter if I was at the lake, but now I still typically will start that on Saturday mornings, but just because of being a little more free, sometimes it, it progresses throughout the weekend. But I, I always start that initially on a Saturday morning, just to, it's my review time. You know, yep. what did I do? What worked well, you know, make a few notes. Um, you know, I've got my little, you know, for people that, you know, I've still got my little journal here. I like to, you know, even though I take tons of notes in my phone and so forth, I still, this is where I, this is kind of where I do that reflection time and so forth. I, nice. I still like to, to write things in, in a journal and, and there's all kinds of stuff in here, you know, from what went well, podcasts that I were on notes from church, maybe, you know, I just kind of keep this with me sometimes. Um, but that's, that's for me, but I, I believe that people need to have a time when they're, you know, whether it's the end of the week, first thing, you know, first thing I used to be when I, when I had kids, you know, when the kids were home, I would tell you it was always a Sunday evening activity. Okay. Yeah. You know, years ago, it was always a Sunday evening activity. And, and I always, again, creature of habit. It was always by the time 60 minutes, that old, that new show came on, on TV. That was like the official end of the weekend for me when my brain kind of, you know, about that time of Sunday evening is when my brain turned off from family time to, I'd go back into work mode. Um, right. And it know, definitely just, helps for being reactive. Like a lot of people will come in, start their Monday morning in total reactive mode. I, I mean, it, I, I was guilty of that years ago. And it, okay. it's not fun. <laughs> you know, it's in that funny, you know, I was just going through some old, old material, you know, from back in 06, I, I had a, you're going to, people are going to laugh, um, a CD ROM. It was a CD ROM. It was a video. I went, I spent $10,000 to have a demo video made. And hmm. I had uh, 500 of these DVDs made and I was sending them out around the country. But one of the, and I watched it the other day, it was like a 12 minute um, video that I had made. 
you know, just kind of showcasing me personally right. so that I could, you know, be, get a little more known around the country. But one of the things I, I watched in there was I, I talked about, you know, do you have a set plan and a structure or do you wake up and go, going to go to the office and try to get me alone today? Hmm. <laughs> and, and I said that on that, that demo video, but it's, it's exactly what you're talking about there is a direct correlation between the loan officer or the salesperson that has a plan, has it thought out, knows exactly what they're going to do. That doesn't right. mean there can't be variations in the schedule during the day, but they know what they're going to do when their feet hit the floor versus that person who, well, I'll get up seven, seven thirty, eight o'clock, whenever I wake up and I'll meander to the office and then I'll I'll see if there's any activity going on and maybe I'll get a deal today. I, I mean, you see that, don't you? Direct yep. correlation between the successful people are more prepared than the people that are struggling. Definitely. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. I see that all the time right now. So what, uh, what's something that you're excited about that you're working on right now? Well, is it okay to share what I'm working on right now? Sure. Awesome. Well, you know, I've, I've been off, off the, uh, off camera, you and I were talking about, so, you know, I've, I've been launching toppaidcoach.com and what that is, it's really a culmination of all of my business and coaching experiences over the years. And, you know, with the, you know, with the good graces of our, of our dear friend, um, you know, I, I've been able to put together a, a really a coaching platform that I found a need that there's, you know, two kind of categories that, that this is directing. And it's branch managers, sales managers that are promoted into positions, but they're not really trained on how to be a better manager and leader. They're typically promoted because they're, they're the top salesperson, let's face it. Right. I mean, you know, you and I are in the mortgage industry and have been our whole lives. That's primarily where we've worked, but other industries are similar. The top salesperson gets promoted and they don't really train that person. So I want to be able to pour into those individuals that need some help from a leadership standpoint to grow their skills, because that's what I did. I ran really large sales teams, recruited, trained, mentored, hired, fired, you know, those kind of things. But then the other thing I'm really excited with toppaidcoach.com to do is there are a lot of adults out there that have knowledge and not just the mortgage industry across the, you know, across all spectrums. And I want to help people set up a coaching platform for themselves that if, if they want to take their knowledge, whether it's, you know, let's just call it, uh, you know, uh, you know, an automotive dealer, or, or it could be, you know, a guy that, that, you know, wrenches on a car and he's really good at it. And he wants to help train, you know, other people to do what he does and, and, you know, maybe just share his passion and knowledge. I mean, there's over a billion dollars a year being spent in the online industry, people buying coaching packages or, or things from other people that they're selling a little bit of their knowledge, a billion dollars and growing. And so, yeah, my passion is now I want to take those people that don't know how to do that and just help them put a framework around it so that if they want to go out and coach and train other people that they can have kind of that, that experience I talked about, that feeling, that dopamine rush that you right. and I get every week, 
I want to, you know, help people see how they can get that. And then along the way, not only get the satisfaction of, of helping people grow, but they can make a few dollars sharing their knowledge, whether it's online or in person. And so that's what I've been working on. So full speed ahead and, and really, you know, launching that and, uh, you know, going to have our first uh, workshop here in a couple of weeks, nice. the first week of August. And it's going to be a two hour kind of pull back the curtains, uh, you know, I, I don't want to call it a boot camp. I'm calling it an accelerator course, but it's it's going to be two hours where I kind of pull back the curtain and show the nine topics that are critical to leading and managing and, and really having a, a coaching business if you want to share your knowledge with other people. So yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun, man. That's really so, cool. Is that going to be like a Zoom call? Yeah, it's going to be a Zoom. Okay. And so, yeah, I'm going to do it as a Zoom. And so it's going to be a two hour and we're just going to move through a lot of details because I've got nine major topics with three training points under each one. So 27 topics. Ultimately, it's going to be an eight week course that I'm going to move people Very into. Cool. Um, but yeah, the first uh, first couple of weeks of August, I'm going to have two different dates. I'll make sure I, you know, I drop you an invitation for that. But uh, we're probably here next week. It'll start you know, I'll start to put that out on Facebook and things like that for people just to That's see awesome. what we're doing. And, and people will be able to just get an idea. And again, it's going to be, you know, no pressure. I mean, people can come and show up to that and just, you know, pick up some free information if they want to, some free knowledge. And uh, that's that's what it's all about, you know, because if, if one person on that call gets that that bug and that excitement, yeah. again, that's, that's where I get excited, seeing people grow. And, uh, you know, I'm just passionate about that, Richard. So thanks for letting me, thanks for letting me share it because it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, you bet. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I'm, so I'm I guess we have time for one more question. So what, okay. what words of encouragement do you have for loan officers right now in these current times? That is the million dollar question. And so <laughs> I'm, it is a tough one. So I, I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell you, you know, if you're a loan officer right now in this industry, have faith, stay the course, keep your family and your circle of friends tight because you need those, you need that support system right now. Do whatever you have to do to stay in it so that you can win. I truly believe if you can stay in it. Now, with that, there's some other things. You need to be doing the things that your coaches are, are telling you to do. You have to get out and make more contacts. Yeah. But assuming you're doing all those things, even though it's tough, stay in it. Do anything you can to stay in it because we're going to see additional people drop out, I believe, between now and the end of the year. And those that can stay in it are going to be able to have come out of this with more market share. And I think they're going to set them up themselves up for the next five to seven, eight years to have a really good career in the mortgage industry. You've, but you've got to stay in it to win it. If uh, if I could leave that, those those words of encouragement, stay yeah, in I it, love guys. It. Just have the faith, have the faith. That's awesome. All right, man. It's been great talking to you, Dave. You as well, buddy. Hey, can we uh, can we do a virtual uh, fist bump? Yeah, there you go. Boom. Love it, man. <laughs> hey, you're amazing, Richard. Everything uh, about you, I'm a fan. And so I want to thank you for having me on. It's been a great time. I appreciate that. Thanks for being on.